football is finally back. My friends at Scana Energy can help you save when you fire up the grill for game day. Right now, receive up to $100 when you sign up for the 36-month fixed rate. Call now, 1-877-GO-SCANA, or visit scanaenergy.com slash 100. Additional terms and conditions may apply. And now, it's time for FinCast. Boom, shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, another week, another Falcons game gone. Another episode of FinCast. Alongside the great Brian Finneran, I'm Tyler Nelson, and you are tuned into FinCast. Be Finn. What's wow. up, brother? What a, what, a, what a game. That had some highs and lows. <laughs> it certainly did. It's a game where the Falcons were in it, out of it, and then in it, and then out of it again. Way out of it. So to climb back the way they did was awesome. Got it to 28-25 in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, and then... A couple pick sixes, and uh, they drove for one touchdown to get back to ten, and then two pick sixes like I have never seen. Yeah. That, that was just uh, the same guy. It was the same dude who had never done it once in his career and needed two in one quarter. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but it, that's the kind of stuff that happens when you get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Mike yeah. Edwards, by the way, yeah, two pick sixes. The first one, Matt kind of got pressured and rushed, and uh, probably wish he had that one back. On a little out route. Um, the second was just a freak play, right? second was total freak play. They brought pressure. They brought blitzers. Mike Edwards was one of those blitzers. One of the defensive linemen put their hands up, batted it backwards about five yards yeah. in the air. <laughs> and Mike Edwards was the uh, was fortunate. Was, uh, Vita Vea, wasn't it, who stuck his hand I up? I think it was. And that's, I mean, dude, you got him and, and Dominican Sue on that line. That's just, it's just an Yeah, open. the last two weeks, and no excuses, but the last two weeks, right. the Philadelphia Eagles had a great defensive line and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some monsters up front too. So you just got to figure out um, where you're at. You got to try to get better each and every single week and hope to God that Matt Hennessy and Jalen Mayfield become better football players sooner than later. I think they showed improvement. I think the penalties were down. Pressures might have been down. I think there was only one sack against that defense. Matt got the ball to his hand quick, which which helps out. I think that was it looked like it was a game plan going in. A lot yeah. of dink and dunk, get the ball to Matt's hands quickly. Well, again, to your point, as much the only thing you can really ask for in, in such a situation, rebuild year versus good teams like that, the Super Bowl defending teams, is improvement. And I think we saw a lot of that. And uh, uh, as you mentioned, penalties are down, stupid penalties. And mm-hmm. and then, uh, I honestly, I saw a lot of improvement in the secondary. I mean, that play that A.J. Terrell made that obviously is dealing with catch stuff, but not just him. I mean... Fabian Moreau has to catch that ball, but other than that, I thought the secondary looked halfway decent. Uh, yeah, Fabian Moreau was a guy that uh, had an opp- opportunity to catch an interception. He's got beat a couple times. He got beat on a fade route yep. by Mike Evans, so not my favorite guy right now, but nope. again, got a chance to do something. A.J. Terrell made two really nice plays yep. in a cover two zone, diving backwards and tipping the ball, and the second one uh, ends up landing on the side of his head and concussing himself. So you hate to see that. Now you're down, man. And Isaiah Oliver and Kendall Sheffield and guys that have been around a little while uh, get a chance to show what you can do against the Cowboys team. Not a Cowboys, a Giants team this week up in New York. Yep. But you lose 48-25. I, I wrote a, what really happened, and this is really – the defense was decent. It really was. Yeah. They limited the run game um, for Tampa Bay. They um, 
got some pressure on Tom Brady. They forced a fumble. I think uh, Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah, Dante showed, up. showed up. He absolutely did. Um, the run game was only allowed 82 yards on 21 carries. Uh, so that that was a solid improvement. And um, it, when you put the defense in the situations that they did, the defense had two bad drives they gave up. They gave up the first drive of the game, yeah. 75 yards and a touchdown. And about the, I don't know, it's one, two, three, four, the fifth drive of the game, right before halftime, they gave up an 85-yard yeah. drive for a touchdown before half, which is a killer. Yeah. Because you give up those points yeah. for halftime, at least hold them to a field goal. They didn't. So in between all those, the second half was really good. But they gave up three short fields mm-hmm. where the uh, Buccaneers had to go 46 yards, 18 yards on the, one of the interceptions, and 43 yards on a bad punt. And when you get Tom Brady, you get short fields like that, and then you give him two pick sixes, you're talking about 35 points that you've kind of helped them get by either and throwing picks. They only, or scored, they only drove for one touchdown in the second half, right? Yeah, they drove 43 yards was the longest drive of the day for them. And that should have been that should, if, in the if, second if, half. If you take the pick sixes out of it, you're in striking distance there. But after, yeah. I mean, that's just Mo killer right there. So, so. you can't do it. And uh, frustrating to watch at times. Tom Brady carved up the defensive secondary, five touchdown passes, yeah. no interceptions. I mean, uh, Gronkowski's still Gronk. He's a special football <laughs> player. Mike Evans is a beast to deal with down in the red zone. He has two touchdown catches. So, And then when, you're th- when your third option there is Chris Godwin, like that's right. still like it. It's just, it's we knew this going difficult. into this season, that we're yeah. bringing everybody back. So the overall thought on the Falcons this last week against the Bucs, um, good to see some improvement. I thought Kyle Pitts got involved more. I think he had six targets, five catches over. Daryl Patterson, yards. man, he's he's fun to watch too. I'm I'm I love the way he runs. Yeah, uh, he's a smart football player. He's been around a long time. Yep. It's funny how you find guys like that. Arthur Smith said this just yesterday. I think he, based off a different coaching coach on the coaching staff, mm-hmm. they've either coached Patterson or have guys that have coached against him a lot, and they really liked what he did, and that's part of the reason they brought him in as a free agent this year to see what he was capable of doing as a running back, which sounded crazy. And a kickoff but it's working, and he, and, he, and he he plays with an energy and an that's intensity right. that's. I mean, it just it's fun to watch. Like yeah. even as, as the team's losing, I'm like, well, Cordell Patterson's the positive here so, again for two weeks in a row for me. Yeah. So listen, um, I landed from California about three thirty on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Got in my car and yeah. Uh, which by the way, I saw some of your pictures. Screw you, man. That huh. was <laughs> you swimming out in the bay or something ass. like that. Yeah. No, that was in the middle of the ocean. Good grief. Um, by Catalina Island. So. Oh. It's a fucking Catalina wine fucking mixer. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. So it was an awesome <laughs> trip, uh, and it was perfect timing. I left at, uh, I left California in Orange County at 8.40 and landed here at 3.30, and I was able to turn on my phone and, and uh, watch slash listen to the game on the way home and then mm-hmm. watch most of it when I got there. So, again, frustrating moments in the game, not the result you wanted, but to see the slight improvements, um, yes. I guess you can take Signs a little of bit life. of life. Signs of life. Here's the key. Moving forward, you play the Giants coming up, okay? Right. At the Giants, and Daniel Jones, who had a pretty nice game last week, but lose to the Washington football team 30-29. to He I think he rushed for 93 yards and threw for over 200. So okay. Daniel Jones had a nice game. But yeah. he's a young quarterback. Right. Um, you get to go up there and see if you can make some, something happen. You win that game, you're 1-2. and two. Okay, now you got the Washington football team and then the Jets in London. So you got the Washington right, football team at your place. Game, that's yeah. exactly right. So with Taylor Heineke as a quarterback, because uh-huh. Fitzmagic is hurt. Then you go to London and play the Jets with a young quarterback who just threw four interceptions last week. You're talking about three very winnable games, and I know those teams are saying the same thing about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> it sucks. But I think you give yourself a chance to get back in the mix, 
build some confidence. You got some young football players all, all over the football field. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts, Zacchaeus, that receiver is going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. Looks like Russell Gage hurt his ankle or something a little bit. And the, he was limited the whole game. I yeah. know. A tough, a tough kid come out there and continue to play and do the things he did. Yeah. And then the offensive line, which really showed signs of improvement and can do even more over these next three weeks against lesser opponents, lesser talent. And hopefully Arthur Smith can dial up some plays and Dean Pease on the defensive side can make some things happen. And there's a tiny bit of light at the end of the tunnel, in my opinion, as it sits right now at 0-2, but just a tiny. If you lose to the Giants or lose to the Washington football team or go on to London overseas – and lose to the Jets, it yeah. really can. People are going to start. So turning three game, on three game win streak. I like it. That's the that's <laughs> the strategy. Let's go ahead and do uh, Finn's Ring of Honor for this week. This is the one ring. Finn's Ring of Honor. All right, who we got, man? So this week's Finneran's Ring of Honor, Finneran's Falcon Ring of Honor, <laughs> is going to go to one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite teammates, and, and one of my quarterbacks, and Michael Vick. All right. Mike so Vick. Michael Vick and I played. I played the most time season-wise, I think five full seasons, uh-huh. and I went on IR the last season. But Mike and I had a great kind of um, connection on the football field. Yep. He knew he could trust me catching his balls. Uh, myself and Algie Crumple are the two guys I think he relied on quite a bit. But Mike was a uh, his locker was right next to mine. Um, funny guy, good sense of humor, um, fun guy to be around in the locker room. And let's kind of forget about all this other stuff that happened. But we're yeah. talking about a teammate and a guy in your team that I dealt with on a daily basis inside the locker room. I thought he was great on the football field. Michael Vick was the ultimate competitor. You watched the way he ran around out there oh, yeah. and avoided sacks and and threw his body on the line. And I'll never forget the way he floated over the goal line against Carolina years ago or spun and split split the defenders in overtime in Minnesota for the game-winning run which was over 50 yards what Mike did is and, and it wasn't it wasn't always the greatest situation for receivers in that offense because we ran the ball a lot I think we led the league in rushing two out of three and years then the quarterback is the human joystick exactly so would a receiver maybe rather play with a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Drew Brees sure but Mike gave us a chance to win ultimate competitor and then gave you an opportunity to make some sports center type catches. Yeah. And then a the connection we had and the friendship we had was awesome. So Michael Vick, the five years we played, was awesome. And uh, he is the most recent addition to, addition to Finneran's Falcon Ring of Honor. Well, I will say, you know, I, about Mike Vick, is, of course, I mean, I was a kid. I was in high school, I think, when we drafted him. And it was like the most exciting thing because he had just beat Florida State the year before in the Sugar Bowl, I want to say. Or number Orange one Bowl. in the country at one point. Yeah. Virginia Tech. Yeah. I, yeah and, um, the, and, so I, Mike Vick going from Virginia Tech after being Florida State, and then and I watched that game. That was such an exciting game. And then he's now he's the Falcons quarterback. It's really exciting. Of course, everything that happened. Um, I'm a huge animal person, so I, he was this blacklisted son of a bitch. As far as I was concerned for a long time. <laughs> Don't but talk I will about say, my Ring of Honor. But like I will that. say, but no, I say that to say this. Yes. On the urging of my girlfriend, we watched. Who is also a huge animal person, actually ran a dog rescue herself at one point. Yeah. Um, we watched the. Michael Vick, 30 for 30, mm-hmm. and you're actually featured in that heavily. And we can talk about this in another episode l- l- at more length, but I will say to anybody who has anything to say about the Mike Vick stuff to the negative, watch that, and then you really start to get another point of view. And I and I got it, but really a lot of someone else's shoes type thing. So um, I, I think it's a extremely worthy inclusion, of course, of what he did on the football field. And now having yeah. seen that, I you know I, a lot more understanding about it. Sure, awesome happened. redemption story. And yeah. it's hard to forgive somebody for the stuff that happened to those animals, but... Um, knowing the way I did and, and knowing where he grew up and how he grew up. Yeah. 
it was an interesting upbringing. So, uh, but the things he did and he's doing even today yes. to correct his mistakes and, and errors back in the day is phenomenal. And, and it's true. He is. And it's not just lip service, like I said. So, all right. Well, um, Mike Vick, number seven, of course, as we all know, mm-hmm. uh, the number I wore my whole childhood when I was playing That's sports awesome. before him, um, the most recent addition to Finneran's Falcons Ring of Honor. So, Matt, not to take uh, attention away from the aforementioned quarterback of Mike Vick, but Matt Ryan was on with the locker room on 6A The Fan yesterday morning. There was a few things that <laughs> I, uh, of course, we want to talk about with Matt. We'll finish on the positive thing, but he said something a few times that I wanted to ask your, you about. It, he said one of the areas that he needed to improve in was being married up on calls. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So I think I asked Matt about where there was a situation where Jalen Mayfield is playing left guard, and Matt Ryan was going through a cadence. And there's a there's a deal a lot of quarterbacks do in the middle of a cadence or right before they get into their blue 80, blue 80. They say, easy, easy. It tells everybody, relax, I'm changing the play. Right. So if you're not married up or in sync or on the same page, then you have a tough time doing that. Jalen Mayfield being a young whippersnapper that's trying to figure out how the hell to play uh-huh. left guard in the NFL. When Matt came up and said, might have been blue 80, and then he goes, easy, easy. When Matt did that, Jalen Mayfield flinched and jumped off sides. Oh. So they're not on, he wasn't on the same page Got with it. Matt. He wasn't expecting the easy easy. So we always have to be ready for something like that. Because as a young football player, uh, you really get amped up in certain plays. Whether you see a blitz coming or Ndamukong Sue or Vita Vea's <laughs> lineup over the top of you. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, i got to worry about this guy. i got to yeah. worry about that blitzer. And now I got the quarterback behind me yelling, easy, easy, and then I flinch yeah, it's a, and I jump. I did it one time in my career. We were down in the red zone, and uh, I was in the slot. Uh, Chris Chandler was our quarterback. Dan Reeves was our head coach. So Chris Chandler goes with the check with me, and I saw the blitz coming, and I was getting excited I was going to score a touchdown. And when he starts checking the play, check, check, or easy, easy, I flinched off the line of scrimmage. I jumped off sides. It went from like third and three on the seven-yard line to third and eight from the uh, right. 12, yeah. and now it changes the entire play-calling situation. It sets the offense off off, um, off scheme, off script, and now you got to come up and make, make shit up. And it was, and I'll never forget it because it was one of the last times I jumped off sides because once you do it in a game like that and realize how much it costs your football right. team, you really focus on it. And Dan Reeves is one of the guys, not unlike Arthur Smith, that have really stressed Pre-snap penalties cannot happen because you cannot. Right. Oh, it's super hard to overcome them. So, when you talk about being married up, you all want to be on the same page. You want to understand the lingo that's coming. You have to. You have to understand if the blitz is coming. Matt's going to do something. So, sit, sit well, tight. and the more he plays with Matt, he can probably expect him to call an audible. That's it, the thing about football. Right. Once you understand it enough and study enough and have gone through every single situation, you start to know what either the coach is going to do. The obviously the quarterback's going to do the running back. Or even just the guys on either side of you on the line. That's when we become a good football team, right? when everybody's on the same page and married up. So, and we we joked about this before the show, but what in the hell is the red area? Because I've never heard that term until just the past few years, and Matt starts saying it all the time. It's the red zone. It's the red zone. I know that he didn't grow up saying red area. No. Or playing that in Boston College saying red area. What the hell is that? I don't know where red area came from. The only thing I can think of is, like, you think about the red zone. Right. Is that you hit that when you hit the 25 yard line and in, that's the red zone. Okay. Okay. But there's kind of two portions of the red zone. There's the deep red zone. Right. Which is like the 10 yard line and in. Yeah. So you can get closer to the goal line. And then the other stuff is outside of that from the fifth, from the 10 to the 25. Right. 
So different parts of the red zone make for different things. So, so the red area like red? is maybe all of it, and then the red zone is maybe even closer. I don't know where the hell red area comes from. I'm not sure Matt said it growing up, but he certainly says it a lot now. I know, and it just. But I feel like that even Probably a coach maybe. I know that's what line. I'm saying. It had to have been that because I'll ask him next time he says it on the show. I'll ask him. Yeah, about call him out for that because this guy that I work with is real. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's just, and it's not really a big deal, of course. It's just like I'm like, what? No one else says that. I I mean, okay, well, let's finish then on a positive note. Um, I think we t- we look forward enough to next week, but let's finish on the positive note of Matt Ryan broke another record, as you pointed out, the ninth of all time in passing. As he is now the quickest, he excuse me, he has the most passing yards of anybody of any quarterback for their first fourteen NFL seasons at fifty six thousand forty six passing yards. So there's the there's a positive note to end on. Um, as I asked you this question before, Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer, whether he gets a ring or not. I think yes. So maybe not first ballot, but I think he goes to the Hall of Fame for sure. You don't put up the numbers, statistics, winning seasons, which have been short, few and far between lately, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. and all the different things that he's done, be the ninth all-time passer in the history of the NFL and not get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think you can expect him to get there. 14, 14 years, most yards, fastest. Most yards ever through 14 seasons, Yeah, 56,046. Uh, and uh, listen, he started his career throwing for 3,000 yards. Yeah. You know, Michael Turner was toting the rock for 1,500, right. 1,700 yards. We were number one in the, in the league in rushing. We understood what we were doing. So it all varies. It, it, there's different ways to get to this. I think I saw last night as Aaron Rodgers had a good game uh, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, he moved into 10th all-time. And he's 1,600 yards behind Matt Ryan, and they both played right. about the same amount of years so far in their careers. So it's a nice little notch in the belt, but I'd rather I'd rather them run for mm-hmm. 1,800 yards and throw for <laughs> four, you know, 3,900, yeah. and be a playoff team as opposed to him throwing for 5,000 and being well, shitty I, like they've been doing. I think Matt would rather throw for 10 yards the whole season and go and be a playoff That's team right. if you give him the option, but. Still, uh, Matt Ryan, the most yards in the first 14 seasons ever in NFL history, 56,400. Excuse me, 56,046. All right, well, next week, we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll talk about this Um, Giants game. I'm liking your three straight wins is all we need type (laughs) philosophy. Easy game. Make it happen. All right, well, thank you for tuning in to FinCast. Find Finn on all social media platforms at BFin86. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week, and go Falcons. Peace. Tune in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 68thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week.
a lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.